You're listening to the Inbound Logistics Podcast with a special look at our video podcast series. Welcome to the Inbound Logistics Video Podcast Series. Today, we're going to be hearing details about the current trends and challenges faced by dredge carriers. Learn more about dredge's important and often overlooked role in the global supply chain. Our guest today is Tony Ann Correccio, Chief Customer Officer for Port Pro. She'll be talking about digital dredge, a new tech-driven approach to the first mile. Our host is Amy Roach. Thanks, Jeff. Hi, Tony. Uh, it's so great to have you here. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Amy. Absolutely. I'm looking forward, like Jeff said, into diving into the world of dryage uh, on today's podcast. And uh, I know you've uncovered some uh, really interesting statistics and information in your new white paper, which we're uh, going to get into. But let's just start with, uh, I understand that trucking is in your blood. Uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself uh, and about Port Pro. Sure. I'm Tony Ancreccio. I'm the chief customer officer and a board member at Port Pro. PortPro's main product, DreOS, is an operating system for drayage trucking companies. These are the trucking companies that are picking up containers in and out of the seaports and the rail yards, also known as the first mile portion of logistics. And what we help carriers do is help them run their business more efficiently so they can focus on growing revenue, providing better customer service to their customers, and staying ahead of the game in a fiercely competitive market. And Amy, as you said, trucking is in my blood. I actually grew up in a 70-year-old family trucking and warehouse business mm -hmm. located outside of the port of New York, New Jersey. And so what really excites me is seeing these carriers, like my mother at her trucking company, who traditionally run on spreadsheets, paper and pen, and antiquated server-based systems, transform their operations using our technology. So I love that we're able to make a positive impact on everyone in the operation from the truck driver to the administrative folks who can all operate more efficiently than ever dreamed of. Um, I've actually been on all sides of the market. Like I said, from growing up in the trucking industry, working on Wall Street and in venture capital actually investing and looking at supply chain technology companies to now being a part of a venture capital backed supply chain technology startup in the trucking industry. So it's really cool to see it come full circle. Yeah, excellent. You have a, a nice varied perspective there, which uh, which is great. Yep. Uh, so let's just jump in and talk about Port Pro's new industry report, uh, the 2023 State of Drayage. Uh, the report hinges around this idea that, uh, like you said, the manual outdated operations are just really no longer effective for dre uh, drayage carriers. Yep. Uh, and instead, you know, they need to embrace technology and be digitizing for the modern era to take advantage of new opportunities. Uh, so tell us a little bit why, you know, is this such a critical moment for drayage providers? Yeah, critical, I think, is the key word. It's such a critical time because it's really the only way these trucking companies are going to be able to survive today and in the future. I think Amazon created this expectation of instant delivery and transparency that now BCOs and shippers 
expect in the first mile portion of logistics mm -hmm. where transparency and connectivity were never really possible because these companies were running on legacy systems that were mainly EDI driven or uh, paper and pen. Mm -hmm. But the, um, you know, the market's coming back down. There's a lot more trucking companies than work and they're all fighting for the same business. So technology can be a really big competitive advantage for these trucking companies. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so why did you decide to publish uh, a white paper and promote a conversation around this idea uh, of what's changing in, in drayage? Yeah, that's a great question. It's funny because years ago when we were building out our first investment pitch deck, mm -hmm. one of the main slides on any investment pitch deck is the market size. What's your TAM, SAM, and SOM, your total addressable market a serviceable, serviceable addressable market um, and serviceable operating market. I can't remember what SOM is, but um, what I realized is that when we were doing our research and going to put together the slide, there was just no industry reports that talk about how big is the market, mm -hmm. um, how impactful is it, how many drage trucking companies are there, or there was just like a ton of misinformation. There was some research out there, but you had to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on reports. Um, and at that time, you know, pre-raising money, it's not, it wasn't, you know, necessarily at the top of our, of our priority list. Mm -hmm. But so what we decided to do was essentially purchase research um, and put together our own report so that we can give people access to it that are interested in learning about the market free of charge and then also have something internal um, in which we could benchmark. Got it. Yeah. Uh, and the report is free at your website. Uh, we have the banner, I believe, running through there for anyone who wants to check it out. And there's a really a lot of interesting data in the report that I want to discuss. Um, so first, let's talk a little bit about uh, the scope and size of the drayage market. I don't think everyone really uh, understands the impact. And one of the stats you share in the white paper that kind of blew me away uh, is the United States is the largest drayage market in the world with a market size of 6.5 billion in 2022. Uh, which is nearly double China's $3.4 billion market. So can you put that into perspective for our listeners? And then also, uh, do you expect that the drayage market in the U.S. will continue um, to expand? Yeah, it's so true what you said. Most people don't understand how big, impactful, and significant drayage is within the supply chain. And when you think about it, supply chains are the backbone of our entire economy. And all imports and exports. So every good that's in your house and all all these different with across all different sectors um, that are being brought in and out of not only the United States but around the world are picked up and delivered by drage trucking companies. Like I said, this is across every industry. So oil, food and beverage, pharmaceuticals, electronics. Um, and your second question about the market expanding, we expect the drayage market to continue to grow. However, the growth will be coming from co companies currently in the industry. So through a lot of consolidation and acquisition versus new entrants coming into the market. Got it. Got it. Interesting. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about that growth. What uh, do you think is driving the growth and the demand, uh, the ongoing demand and increasing demand for drayage services? 
Yeah, I would say the number one primary growth driver comes from a global increase in consumer demand for e-commerce. Yeah. So if you think about it, future generations live online. Practically everything that they consume is from online purchases. Um, so that's why e-commerce is really going to drive drive growth for drainage services and just certain areas to keep an eye on for more future growth include electronics, food and beverage, autos, chemicals, oil and gas, and um, and pharmaceuticals. E-commerce plays such a huge part of drainage's growth, and the more people buy online, the more shipments need to be made. Yeah, absolutely. And despite, like you said, that it's such a huge part uh, of the supply chain, drayage has typically been this, you know, sort of like an unsung hero within the supply yeah. chain. Uh, why is that? And how is that changing? Yeah, everyone knows trucking. Um, when they think of trucking, they think of the trucks that are driving across country or across state with the big trailers. Mm-hmm. Um no one really knows drayage. And so I think before drayage, or I'm sorry, before COVID, drayage was not, you know, something that consumers knew um, or even investors. It wasn't really on investors' radar because maybe it's not as large of a market as truckload or the final mile portion mm-hmm. of logistics, which is delivery to the end consumer. Um, there were not a lot of investment dollars or research, as mentioned before when putting together my pitch deck um, that went into drayage. And I think that the pandemic changed all of that because people were wondering, you know, they were seeing on the news that there are a hundred vessels waiting outside the port of LA. Why is that? Why is it taking forever for me to get my furniture delivery? And it was just this trickle effect starting um, to understand what drayage is and really what the inefficiencies and opportunities are. And I think now more than ever, we've seen more investment dollars going into, into drayage. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and now that there is more focus on it and a lot happening, I think there's a mm-hmm. lot in, in drayage to kind of keep tabs on. Uh, yeah. So this one is a two-part question. Uh, what are some of the top issues and challenges facing drayage carriers today? Uh, and where do you see future investments being made? Yeah, great questions. The number one biggest challenge today is that we are way slower, I think, than pre-pandemic. We are obviously in a recession and carriers are scrambling for work. During the pandemic, there was so much work and not enough trucking companies. Now it's like there's so many trucking companies and not enough work. And a lot of companies are going out of business. Others are losing customers based on price. Even if they've been working with a a BCO or shipper for 30 years, they're losing RFPs based on price. And also, if you think about it, carriers who ramped up operations for the pandemic are now paying the price because they, you know, attained more assets, more trucks, more drivers, um, and now, and now the market's much slower. I would say the second biggest challenge is the fact that a majority of these carriers are still running on paper and pre- pens, spreadsheets, or legacy outdated systems, and they really need to start adopting technology, or they're just not going to be able to to compete, and and it'll get worse over time. Um, The third challenge I see is the increase in regulations 
which is making it super challenging to operate a trucking company. Mm -hmm. um, for example, uh, we had AB5 in California. Now we have the advanced clean fleets rule coming in January of 2024, um, where if you purchase a truck after January 1st, 2024, you can't register it into the ports registry unless it's electric. Um, so that's going to make it super challenging. Mm -hmm. There's not enough infrastructure, which is a whole separate conversation, but it's a large upfront payment to buy an electric truck um, in a low margin industry. Trucking mm -hmm. companies, it's not very high margin. They don't have, they're not sitting on a ton of cash. And so going and expecting these trucking companies to just fork up, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars on new electric trucks is just, um, is just not necessarily possible. Yeah, and absolutely. Then, and then to your second question about where we're seeing future investments, um, forecasts really call for an increase um, investments to strengthen the infrastructure of the entire port ecosystem, um, all to accommodate the growth like we were talking about in consumer spending and imports. So this impacts all players with improvements being like heightening the the bridges to accommodate larger ships and new equipment such as cranes. A lot of the ports are being driven to automation, um, new larger vessels, overall operation expansion, new technologies, more employees. Um, and with sustainability being on top of mind, especially with all, all of these forward thinking BCOs, forwarders and brokers, um, and with electric trucks coming into play, talking about you know building out infrastructure to support all these electric fleets that we're talking about having, all the charging stations, mm -hmm. I think is where a lot of a lot of uh, investment dollars are going to be going. Yeah, makes sense. And like you said, we could have a whole separate conversation on the electrifying side. <laughs> um, yeah. we'll, we'll stick with the drainage now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I think, you know, facing all of these challenges, like you mentioned, and, and wanting to thrive, obviously, this is where new and innovative drainage tools like Port Pro, you know, come into play. Uh, so if you would walk us through Port Pro's uh, drainage specific TMS and tell us a little bit about how it's helping uh, drainage carriers, freight forwards, beneficial cargo owners and brokers. Yeah, so we are, as mentioned earlier, not only helping the drage trucking companies that are running on paper and print, pen and spreadsheets. We're also really very much helping the trucking companies that are running on the legacy systems that have been around for 10, 15 years and haven't been, haven't been updated still very much feel like using windows 98. Mm -hmm. um, so the way we really help the drage carrier is it's, it's a really, it's a drastic difference. I mean, by using our system, they are entering orders into the system. So load management, planning out a driver's day and schedule, um, dispatching to the drivers efficiently and communicating with the drivers and streamlining the documentation process. So for example, a dispatcher enters a load, they dispatch it to the driver's mobile app. The mobile app is triggered based off of geofencing. So dispatchers and company owners are getting status updates on where the driver is, when they're in route, when they've arrived, when they've completed certain actions in real time. And then at the end of that load, 
they have to upload the documentation, the interchange tickets, the proof of deliveries, things like that, which automatically go into the trucking company's DREOS or Pro's operating system, mm-hmm. um, which saves a ton of time because traditionally these drivers have to take this physical paperwork, bring it into the office. The, the billing team has to take that paperwork, scan it in. And it's, a, it's just a really long, like manual process. Mm-hmm. So they scan in the paperwork. It automatically goes in, saving them a trip from going into the office, saving the billing team time from having to take every paperwork and scan it in, and then also having to wait a week to invoice their customers because it's all instantaneous now. Um, Communicating with the drivers, as I mentioned, is super important. Dispatchers Mm -hmm. are typically calling, WhatsApping, uh, texting their drivers, and communication is all over the place. Um, By consolidating all the communication within the app, almost like its own text messaging capability, we're consolidating information. And then we have an audit trail of all information pertaining to a particular load inside of the system in case the the management, for example, needs to go back and and listen in uh, or read read about um, you know any of the communication that was had, and then as I mentioned, invoicing customers same day. We also have the ability to automate customer rates and driver pay rates. So when a load is entered into the system, we have these rules that we work with our trucking companies to set up mm-hmm. prior to going live on the system where their rates, customer rates, so what they're charging their customers or what they're paying their drivers automatically pop up in the system, saving the invoice, the the billing team so much time from having to manually go in and enter in, you know, every single line item on an invoice. So that's really on a macro scale, how we are helping the drage trucking companies operate more efficiently. But because we are putting technology into their operations and helping them run up efficiently. Mm-hmm. It actually helps multiple nodes within the supply chain. So their customers, for example, the BCOs, freight forwarders, shippers, receive such a dramatic benefit mm-hmm. um, from these drage carriers using a system like DreOS because now they have visibility over mm-hmm. all their containers. They can see where their containers are, what when they're expected to arrive. They even have their own cool customer portal where they can see this information. The same way we have Uber on our phone and we can see when a driver's arriving. Um, and we have open APIs because we're a web-based modern technology platform. Uh, we have the ability to give our customers the ability to give their customers um, connectivity and through through these APIs, where traditionally it was EDIs. So we're seeing because of DreOS helping the carriers, it actually helps multiple parties within the supply chain. Yeah, absolutely. It's a really robust system, like you said. That really sounds like streamlining and optimizing and making everything more efficient can be uh, make a dramatic difference for their operations. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, let's wrap up by looking forward a little bit. Um, can you share any predictions about the future of drayage? What do you think the market will look like uh, over the next few years? Yeah. So hopefully sooner rather than later, uh, we will get past this recession as we always do. And what that means is people will feel more confident, buy more, 
uh, which will send a positive trickle effect throughout the economy. And like I said earlier, you know, future generations are coming into the market. Uh, and truthfully, when they enter the market, the demand for digitized operations is just going to be a given, not a nice to have. Future generations, all we know is technology. And so if they're working at a trucking company, they're going to very much expect using modern technology to assist them in their operations. And I think as you know, more drage carriers digitize their operations, it's just going to become the new standard of operating a business. BCOs, forwarders, shippers are only going to expect to work with trucking companies that can provide them with live share links and visibility and connectivity. So yeah, absolutely. A must have, not just a nice to have. I think that makes a yep. lot of sense. Yeah, going exactly. forward. Okay, great. Well, Tony, and thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, you shared a lot of great insights here, and I'd encourage uh, our listeners who want to learn more about Drage to download this new report on Port Pro's website. Uh, uh, Tony, and what's the best way for our audience to connect with you as well? Yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn by looking at my full name, Tony Ancreccio. And thank you again for having me today. Fantastic. Thanks again. And thanks you to everyone for listening to this Inbound Logistics video podcast. Inbound Logistics Magazine is the information leader in supply chain and logistics management. Start your free print and digital subscription today by visiting bit.ly slash get il. That's bit.ly slash get underscore il and stay ahead of the 3PL game. The Inbound Logistics Podcast is a production of Inbound Logistics Magazine. For the most in-depth information around logistics, transportation, and supply chain practices, get your free print and digital subscription at inboundlogistics.com slash subscribe. Connect with us via LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for the most current developments in the industry. If you'd like to leave us some feedback or have a topic you'd like to see covered in a future episode, call our dialogue line at 888-878-3247 or leave us an email at podcast at inboundlogistics.com. I'm your host, Jeff Vita. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time here on the Inbound Logistics Podcast.